whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Hey there, Karen Pennington here, and I don't have a whole lot of history in journalism, but this I know from my high school days, even as a journalist, that the title of the article is important. The title of the article is often the only thing that helps people decide whether they will keep reading or not. It is really supposed to be telling you the essence of what the article is about. Now, I haven't done a whole lot of advertising, but this I know. The branding is important. The branding is the title of whatever it is you're going to buy, and then maybe a little slogan that goes with it. Uh, You deserve a break today. Where's the beef? There's so many others. What comes to mind to you? What kind of titles, what kind of slogans have stuck out in in your life? Some of them can be very silly. As I said, where's the beef? And then there are the books, the title of the book, A Purpose Driven Life. Blue Like Jazz. That one just confuses me. I don't don't know what that means. But it gets you wanting to learn more, right? So sometimes it piques your interest. Sometimes it gives you a sense of, oh, yeah, I can relate to that. I know the title of my book took about... A couple of years to really get to it started with something else and the title of my book is really the title of my life an anointed mess because I've decided that I am comfortable with the fact that I am not flawless that I'm goofy that I make mistakes that I can be very silly for no particular reason that I can forget what I'm saying right in the middle of a sentence and yet God still uses me that's the anointed but The point here is that names are important. Our titles, we can really have them define us. So how people refer to us, or more importantly, how we refer to ourselves, or most importantly, how God labels us, really can provide an essence of our sense of identity and self-worth. Then there are nicknames. Okay, this is embarrassing. When I was a child, I was very chubby. That's that's okay. That's okay. I was still beautiful. I was a bucktooth, chubby child. I had love. I had joy. I did not have thinness. And my brother, lovingly, I think, called me Porkchop. That was my nickname. So <laughs> he identified me as someone who took joy in eating. And he was about six years older than me. Back in that day, I, I guess we didn't take those kind of things that, that seriously. It never occurred to me that I should be upset about that. Except when he brought his friend over. I was six years younger than him. And I had a little tiny kitty crush on his friend. And of course, he called me pork chop in front of his friend. Who called me pork chop? His friend called me pork chop. So this is like 
my identity, right? So at one point in my 20s, I he was still calling me pork chop. And I lost a lot of weight. And he said, you'll always be chopped to me. <laughs> so it didn't matter what I did. I was always going to be pork chop. Fortunately, I like pork chop. So it didn't bother me too much. I'm sure if I told him it bothered me, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have um, kept doing it. Then when he had a baby, he decided that in honor of my nickname, he would, the nickname for his baby, I won't say which child, was Bacon Bits. Because <laughs> I said she ate so much. Now, little Bacon Bits ended up being a very slender, still is a very slender, very athletically fit person. Um, I just realized I have something on my chin from this morning. So distracted. But so Bacon Bits anyways, Bacon Bits turned out to be very, very slender. I don't think, I think she, somehow it took me 30, he still calls me Chop. I'm 44 years old. Uh, at least I lost the pork. But little Bacon Bits grew, grew right out of that nickname. She just started running and she's athletic and it's amazing. But anyways, you know, that's a funny way of saying it. But our names and our nicknames and the way people refer to us are titles. They can really be a defining thing. And I was struck by this today. Honestly, I was reading the Bible to look for something else. I was reading for context. And I was looking at the birth of Jesus. And in Luke, I just stopped at, at Luke 2.21, a verse that never really caught my eye before. It said, when it was time to circumcise, the child was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was born. So in a very real, literal sense, Joseph and Mary didn't really name Jesus. God named Jesus from before he was conceived, before they even knew they were going to have this baby. God said, this is what his name's going to be. Before Mary and Joseph were even born. Back in the Old Testament, the prophet Zechariah spoke to the high priest, Joshua. And he said, Joshua, this high priest that would help rebuild just this small land of Israel, he said in Zechariah 3.8, you and your men are going to be a symbol of the things to come. I'm going to bring the servant, the branch. Now it's important for you to know here that that name Jesus is just the Greek form of Joshua. So two really significant Joshua's in the Old Testament. The one who led Israel into their inheritance, that conquered the enemies, that brought them into the things God wanted for them. And then Joshua, that high priest that was mentioned in Zechariah, who helped rebuild. So the Joshua that helped build and the Joshua that helped rebuild. And Joshua means Yeshua, Jesus, means Yahweh saves, the Lord saves. They wouldn't say Yahweh in the Old Testament. They wouldn't, even nowadays, a lot of, Semitic cultures will not say Yahweh. They will not say the personal name of God because they feel that it's so powerful and they have such a respect for it that they won't say it out loud. They'll just say the Lord. They'll write it and say the Lord in its place, Adonai. But they would say Joshua. They could say Yahweh saves. Um, so really it's the closest thing for them crying out personally to the Lord would be to say this name. And Jesus, from before conception... And his parents understood, even from his birth, was the salvation of Israel. Just a few verses down, 
Luke 2.21, he was called Jesus. Not just when he was circumcised, but before he was conceived. Hundreds of years before he was conceived through the prophet Zechariah. So a few verses later, verse 230, Simeon, an older man who was blind, said, he was blind, but he said, my eyes have seen your salvation. So his name was salvation. And then just to confirm it, the Lord saved Simeon reinforces it. My eyes have seen your salvation. And then a couple verses later, Anna, who was also uh, an older person, um, an old widow, they're like, they were waiting their whole lives for this. And she says redemption, just another way to say re- salvation. So it's not just his name, it's his identity. And people recognized it from from when they recognized he was a human being. You know, that point, eight days old, that's like the presentation. That's That's when people see you, you know, the first few days parents spend a little bit of time with their kids and but that point when they're when he was presented publicly um or when he was received publicly symbolically he was salvation and then i'm thinking of like this past sunday palm sunday when jesus entered jerusalem and what they said was hosanna it was a cry of victory it used to be a cry for help Hosanna, we can't hear it in in our language, but Hosanna is a derivative of Joshua. Joshua means the Lord saves. Yeshua, Hashanah, kind of sound the same, means save us. It was a cry for help. Save us, save us, save us. But by the time Jesus came, Yehoshua came, Hoshana means you will save us, you will save us, you will save us. Instead of being a question or a cry for help, it was a declaration. This is, you're going to do this. You're going to save us, you're going to save us, you're going to save us. From before conception, through his birth and, you know, public showing, his, his circumcision first at eight days, and then his public showing in the temple when they returned, when they got, went through Jerusalem, to his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, that word, that identity, that title, that branding for Jesus is save, salvation, savior. And I'm wondering, how on earth did the Pharisees miss that? It's save. He saves. And it really didn't matter what the Pharisees thought he was. Really didn't matter what his enemies thought he was. It was great when people recognized him, but quite frankly, not even his disciples, his best friends who walked with him for years, they still weren't getting his identity and his branding. They would. Not yet, though. The defining factor of who Jesus was and is and always will be was who God said he was. And that's one way, that's one way we're like Christ. That's one way that I'm like Christ. The defining factor of who I am is not how I feel on my worst days. It's not my greatest accomplishment. It's not what people say in review of my book and, oh, I hope they get good ones. (laughs) It's not how many people buy my book. It's not how many people listen to my podcast. It's not whether or not the kids pay attention to me in school. My defining factor is who God says I am. 
That makes me worthy. That makes me accepted. That makes me loved. That makes me strong, powerful, authoritative. It means I'm flawed, but I'm also perfect because God makes me whole. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, thank you for providing an example in so many ways when you came to the earth. So many ways. But you also gave us an example of moving into our identity, believing our identity and humility because you had so much of that. But also in authority because you had so much of that. Forgive me, God, for the times that I beat myself up and call that humility. That's, that's not from you. Forgive me for the time that I define myself by my accomplishment, myself by my accomplishment, or others by what I see on the outside. Lord, help me to look for and to see who you say I am, who you would have me say. And more than anything, may my, ch- my title, my branding... My label, be child of God. May that be so for all of us. In your name, amen. Be blessed, my friends.